This episode of Real Garbage is brought to you by 90s Fashion. Bring back Bugle Boy jeans and sun ice jackets, folks. This episode is also brought to you by 90s Music. Back streets, back. All right. Oh, my God, we're back again. Brothers, sisters, everybody. Oh, This is Real Garbage. Crazy, crazy times right now. Yeah. <laughs> We're recording this on Monday, so yeah. I, I bet you there's like more stuff happening by the time this, this airs. is released. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully more stuff along the lines of justice. I hope so. Fuck. Good God. I, I went down the, I went down the, because I didn't even know this was happening. So mm-hmm. the week we just had the weekend, mm-hmm. and Saturday I go to my friend's place, and we're just shooting the shit. And he goes, "Oh, have you seen what's happening in the states?" Because all I knew about was the George Floyd murder. Yeah. And then I heard that three or four days later, the one police officer was being sentenced to third degree murder, and the other three were fired. Yeah. That was it. But he's like, "No, they are protesting and rioting," and I'm yeah. like, "What? All over? Like even in Seattle." All over the fucking states. All around the world, actually, is happening. People are like, fuck this. We've had enough. There's even, like, rallies happening in Canada. Yeah, there's one in Vancouver tomorrow, There's one happening in Calgary in a couple days, too. Well, I I agree with everyone protesting. Yeah, 100%. Bullshit. I went down the rabbit hole hard yesterday on 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 Instagram, just hashtag protests. Yeah. And um, I watched one video where these people were just on their porch at home and they're, mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. filming and they're like, oh my God, they look at all the cops coming down the street and there's like a swarm of police officers coming and they're like, get back in your house, get back in your house. And they're like, they're like, get back in the house now. And all of a sudden they just start fucking shooting these innocent people oh with rubber bullets. God. Like, what are you, they're just like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's insane. Like they arrested the CNN mm-hmm. r- reporter and his crew they were, and they're, they're like, they were shooting at news crews with rubber bullets. Like, and, and all the crews are just going, we'll go wherever you want. It's cool. We're being, we're being cooperative. Co- yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And they're like macing peaceful protesters and, so the ten year old girl who got maced, that was hard to watch, screaming, getting, getting yeah. um, milk poured in her face. Somebody I said that to someone, they said, Well, what what do you what's your kid doing at a protest? I'm like, Well, yeah, that's a, a knee jerk reaction, first of all. But I'm like, it start everything started as a peaceful protest. Yeah. I heard it was peaceful protest and then the cops just started going yeah. crazy in a lot yeah. of places. And now like all of this, like this chain reaction of like rioting going from peaceful protest to rioting is a chain reaction from a lot like so many police officers coming at it with violence yeah but on the flip side of that i've watched i've seen a lot of videos of a lot of the really good police officers yes giving some great speeches and stuff mm-hmm. i'm like hell yes yeah right on like and i love seeing uh like governor cuomo from New York going, mm-hmm. no, I side with the protesters. Yep. This is enough is enough. Yep. And then you've got the idiot in charge. I had, I reinstalled Twitter last night just to read his tweets. <laughs> My God. I know. He like, just like enough said with the fact that white people are showing up on the steps of Congress with their AKs demanding restaurants and hairdressers to be reopened during the quarantine. And he's like, oh, listen to these, Mm -hmm. like, thoughtful, respected people, blah, blah, blah. And peaceful protesters 
are thugs. Thugs. And like, I, I, are and, you fucking kidding me? And then I, he wrote that when the looting starts, when, when the, the looting, looting starts, <laughs> the shooting starts. That's yeah. like a quote from a super racist ex-president or yeah. governor or something. I'm yeah. like, what, what are you thinking? And, you know, like two things I've been thinking about during this is, one, we know that... Uh, the majority of Americans want to see change and progress based on who they elected eight years ago. Yeah. Barack Obama yeah. was elected president twice. And so I've been thinking a lot about that. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like what? Oh, mind boggling. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just really glad. I'm very, very <laughs> thankful and grateful that we live up here. Mm -hmm. I really am because at least we have someone in charge. Yeah, he might be kind of an idiot sometimes. Everybody likes to rip on Trudeau. Mm -hmm. But if something like this were ha would ha happen up here, you at least know he's, he would stand up and, and go, this can't happen here. And he's, he like, the shooting with Nova Sco in Nova Scotia. And he also, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, um, he's been working and partnering with the Murdered and Missing Indigenous Women group. Yeah. We're, like... I'm not oblivious to the fact that there is like also racism happening here and hate crimes happening here mm -hmm. and that type of sh shit happening here. But I, it's just, Oh, it's gone so unchecked in the States for so fucking long. Well, it just comes down to, you need to set an example. Your leader needs to set an example. And when you have a person in charge who takes zero ownership for his behavior, mm -hmm. zero ownership for every de for the decisions that he makes that may not work out, yeah. it, it just snowballs from there. Because everyone else is like, well, I don't have to take ownership for my own shit either. Mm -hmm. So you've got someone in charge that just isn't setting the right example and is just letting shit get out of control. And it's not even just him. It's the entire system of I'm... I have nothing to do with it. It's not my fault. Plague of entitled, privileged white guys in the system that are like feeding the fire of this. Yeah, it's because even you know, I saw this post today and it said something to the effect of, "Hello, noisy car." Even if you get rid of Trump and someone like Barack Obama or someone equally or even more greatly so is better for office comes into play, there are still going to be the, the implementations of system, systemic racism. Well, it's, it's just, yeah, like, it's, it's just, it's a, it's a broken system. Yeah. It doesn't matter who's at the helm. It's still mm -hmm. going to operate the same way. Yeah. At least but it would help if the person at the helm was breaking down that system yeah. from within. Setting a good example. Yeah. I, I love how, I love hearing that a lot of his governors are now going like, just shut up. If you have nothing good to say, shut your mouth. Mm -hmm. We don't want to hear it. I'm like, yes, awesome. Yeah. Like you got Cuomo is like, I side with the protesters. Mm -hmm. Shut your mouth, you orange fuck. Yeah. And then the mayor of Minneapolis is like, he dead ass said on the news, if I had went and killed someone on video, I would be indicted right now. Yep. Like there's nothing to it. Like. Yeah, that right, that right there just show like the leader of the free world should mm. have first and foremost been like this. Thing, this something this like this cannot happen. We mm -hmm. will not allow it to happen, mm -hmm. and this person will will pay. Yeah. Justice will be served. That should have happened first. Yeah. But instead, he's. Mm, I'll let the, well, it's not my problem. I'll let I the know. state handle it. And then you get something like this. 
And it's also like, if you look at the Minneapolis police department, like this guy, I'm just going to call him Fuckface Cause I'm not even, I don't know. His yeah. na- no fuckface of many in his like 19 years on the police force had 15 formal complaints of being, um, enacting police brutality. Wow. He, he's like 15. 15. He's, he look, yeah, I, I looked this up. He's shot and injured, um, native women and different other people of color throughout his whole career. And there are photos of him on his personal Facebook, probably gone now, but there were photos circulating circulating around of him in a Trump-esque red hat, except instead of saying, make America great again, it said, make America white again. Oh my God. Like, this comes down to the police department too. Fucking vet who you're hiring better. And I I was having a conversation with a coworker and she brought up a good point. It takes you eight years, roughly, to become a lawyer, mm-hmm. to practice law, to understand law. And it takes you eight months to become a police officer. Yeah, that's a little backwards. So how, how are you expected and trusted to uphold all aspects of the law when clearly, based on that time frame, you couldn't possibly know all of the extents of the law? Like... Well, then you get, because my, my sister dated a cop a long time ago, mm-hmm. and this guy, uh, there's been a lot of, I've met a lot of police officers, like RCMP up here. Yeah. He was a douchebag, like an absolute douchebag. He's telling me a story. He's telling me and the, my family a story mm-hmm. at Christmas time, and he's like, man, I had this guy at gunpoint once, and I was like, get on your knees, and the guy wouldn't get down, and he was like, Get on your knees or I'm going to send you to Jesus, motherfucker. He actually said that. Oh, my And my brother and I are looking at each other going, what the fuck? Like, I'm looking at my sister going, this is the guy you're dating? Yeah. They're not dating anymore. I just, I couldn't believe I heard that. I'm like, what? Fuck you. Most of these people that are cops, these douchebag cops, are the guys you hated in high school. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, man, you're going to grow up to be a piece of trash, yeah. aren't you? And the self-entitled captain of the football team becomes like a police officer. Yeah. But and the, like... But there are... Oh, there the, are good there are ones. Lots of good cops. 100%. Yeah, around here. I love the cops around here. Yeah. Awesome. And like, you know, that's another thing I've been seeing around is people saying, you know... We aren't saying we hate police officers and we hate all police officers and all police officers are pieces of shit and are awful. That's not it at all. Like, everyone's very aware that there are good police officers. It's Mm. just the fact that there are also significantly bad and potentially evil ones who are allowed to be in these positions of power. And like I said, trickles down from the top. Yep. Set an example, teach people properly. Like, you know, it's it's all about how you were raised and where you were raised. And you got to remember, there's a lot of places still around here that racism is just flowing through in full force. Yeah. And it's really sad. Well, yeah, because like you aren't born racist. No. You're, you're molded taught, to you're be. You're taught to be racist. Yeah. Just to make, doesn't it make you want to just go and learn like martial arts so you can just kick people's truly. asses that are pretty ignorant like this? Just Fucking like, truly. Just like Jeff Speakman in The Perfect Weapon. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. This movie? Okay. So I put this on the list because I had watched it. I think I watched it when I was about 10. <laughs> and I remember... You him, watched a lot of, like, 80s, 90s action movies when you were Absolutely. 10. My, my mom <laughs> dated it uh, before she married my stepdad. 
Um, she dated a couple different guys, and this one guy, Mike, would always take us to the movie store on the weekends. Mm. Clemson's movies and more. I've talked about it before. Ten movies, ten days, ten bucks. Oh, hell yeah. It was a great deal. And we would all, he would like, yeah, go nuts. So we just got R-rated movies and all sorts of, just movies we shouldn't have been watching as 10-year-olds. Yeah. But this was one of them. And I remember it, Jeff Speakman being really, really badass in this movie. And I was like, I wonder if it still holds up. It wasn't bad. No. It didn't, I didn't hate it. I, I didn't I either. I had four pages of notes on it, though. Yeah. But, he um, was cute. Like, okay. Why didn't he blow up? How old did you think he was in this movie? Like, the actor. Uh, like 40. He's 31 in this movie. Ooh. Yeah. I made wow. a note. I'm like, he's 31 when he made this movie. He looks like he's a mid forties with yeah. a dad bod, but he takes care of it. Yes. Cause he does martial arts. I've noticed that <laughs> in general about people born in like the seventies, sixties and eighties is like, and the only, like I watch like true crime shows and stuff and it, I was watching one the other day about a missing girl who was eventually found like 30 years later. And this photo was like of a 12 year old, but she looked like she was in her twenties. And I was like, what the hell is going on with the water? Or like, <laughs> what the hell's happening well, in the seventies where people are 12 and they're like, Oh, I'm 20. So this is, I've talked about this with people before. Adults now don't look like adults back then. No. When I was a kid, like I looked at people in their 30s and went, man, okay, that's You're what old. that's what 35 is gonna look like. Shit. And I'm I'm 37. Yeah. I'm turning 38 in September. I don't think I look like I'm turning God, 38. No. I mean, you I'm, look like, like, a, like 28. A, well, nah, thank you. I would have oh. said like early 30s, but I'll take it. But I don't yeah. look like uh, a 35-year-old like in the saw. 90s. Yeah. yeah. Like 40 back then was like, oh my God, the grave's coming pretty soon, isn't it? <laughs> like, you're, you're toast. Yeah. I'm, so, lo- I'm looking forward to getting ID'd for many, many moons. Uh, well, I think that, like, so it comes down to, well, we're taking better, better care of ourselves now. True. We have more information on diet and what's healthy and what's not. Uh, and now it's just second knowledge that we know that smoking and drinking every day is bad for you. Yeah. <laughs> try, not, try not to drink every day. But actually, I haven't smoked weed. I've smoked weed twice in the last six days. Okay. Synopsis of The Perfect Weapon. I got this. Yeah. So. Please. Jeff's a young delinquent. So his dad signs him up for Kempo Martial Arts School in the hopes of setting him straight. And it works. Kind of. <laughs> Years later, Jeff's martial... No, scrap. Jeff's... Damn it. I don't want to like stare at it and read it. Years later, Jeff's mentor, Kim, is being threatened by one of the Korean mafia families. Jeff wants to help him and his friend... Good God. Jeff wants to help his friend, but is too late to prevent Kim's death. So he vows revenge on all the families. That's basically it, yeah. yeah. He tracks down the guy that kills him. Mm-hmm. I should have just like read this and just put video over top of it, but doesn't matter. I fucked it up enough. We're good. So yeah, this was a, a classic like vengeance story. Yeah. With lots of martial arts in it. it from 1991. So I was nine when this came out. You weren't even a thought. I was for, like, negative four. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, so you had never seen this. No. I'd seen it once. It was just as good as I remember, actually. I, like growing up, when my grandparents and I went to our lake house, we didn't have cable there or satellite or anything. We just had movies. So I grew up watching like... Last Action Hero. Great movie. Yeah, The Indian in the Cupboard, True Lies, Ace Ventura, Liar Liar, Terminator. And like watching this, I thought to myself, I could, I 
if they had this on VHS, I definitely would have watched it at the lake house. Yeah, it was it was good. <laughs> it was like it did have a lot of okay, let's get right into it. Yeah. So opening scene, uh, we're introduced to our main character, his name's Jeff. Mm-hmm. And uh he's, he's driving. He's no, he's working on a crew. Oh, right. The opening shot, they're on a beach. <laughs> the first shot is the shovel hitting sand <laughs> on a beach. And the, the sand is going about a foot to the right. And then the camera zooms out and he's whoa. Wiping his brow. I up a sweat. There's also another eight, nine workers, and they're all just just moving the sand around. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, what are you, what are you digging? You building you, a park? What are you digging? You're on a <laughs> beach. You're just moving the sand from one spot to the other. So this is a perfect example of, uh, I think, lazy d- background directing. Yep. Because they're just like, just, just look busy. Just look like you're working. Nobody's going to care what you're doing. Trade Meanwhile, secret. We're looking at it going, what? Are you doing? And then it's like, hey, Jeff, break time. And, and then his break just turns into this entire movie. It does. They get right into it. Like, how long was this? Oh, yeah. L- like, supposed to be lasting? Like, his 15? His his break goes right into, uh, I've got the power. Yes. And he does a two-minute long martial arts opening credits montage. I was like, is this Tai Chi dancing? This was Kempo Karate, like, which is a mix of uh, or just Kenpo. There's Kenpo yeah. and Kenpo. I looked him up. Hmm. Kenpo and Kenpo. Kenpo, this one, mm-hmm. is sh- uh, Shaolin Kung Fu mixed with karate. So that's, we get like the, you can see he kind of has like the Bruce Lee-esque mm-hmm. sort of movement. And this guy was like a legit, Jeff Speakman was a legit Kenpo martial artist. Hmm. He was an ass kicker. Like wow. if you, and I mentioned that to you and you said, oh, like, like, like bigger than... Dead. See, Van Damme, Van Damme was like a ballet dancer who was good at karate and then just had the, the look in the to 90s. Be, yeah. I will give you a, a, a one hint. There is another Van Damme movie in my, in my jar. Oh. It's a good one. But yeah, I was telling you that Van Damme's first role that I think I ever saw him in, I think it was his first role ever, was a background extra in a movie called Breakin', <laughs> where he's just dancing. In a like a one piece, like a unitard, short, short tank top. It's just so so nineties. He was famous for that, wearing those like super skimpy those tank tops. Yeah, like the workout shirts. Where you're like, look at my pecs, bro. <laughs> but it it was yeah. So uh, this guy was like speaking was like a legit martial artist, like, kind of like Steven Seagal. Like as cheesy That's as Steven Seagal was, was Steven Seagal was big um, uh, aikido. So it was a lot of like it's like a martial art where you use your opponent's momentum against mm. them. So like I'd go to punch you, but he'd be like, and he would just grab you and you would just walk into his death. Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> he'd just kick the shit out of you. Holy shit. So that guy was like, as cheesy as Seagal is, he's he, he was a badass too. too. Yeah, huh. and that guy got like a ton of movie roles. Yeah, he was freaking famous. I don't understand why I honestly, I just wrote his name down. His in real life name is Tug Speedman, for, like Ben Stiller's character in Tropic Thunder, because every time I read Jeff Speakman, Tug Speedman, I, yeah, I would think of Tug Speedman. But like, I want to know why he didn't blow up. I don't know. I like I I didn't look at his filmography um, because this was the only movie I remember seeing him in when I was a kid. Wow. And I, I'm pretty sure we looked for more of his too because I'm like I know my brother and I we loved martial arts movies and I was always the victim of him trying all these martial arts moves. Makes sense. And I'm like, man, we gotta find more movies with this guy because I noticed in this movie they did not use a lot of slow mo. No, like, like a very very minimal amount. Yeah, they. No, everything looked legit, yeah, and the the fight scenes were 
intense. Like mm-hmm. I was like, damn, these guys look like they're getting their asses kicked yeah. most most of the time. Yeah. There were a few, I'll point them out later, a yeah. few scenes where I'm like, oh, that guy just completely jumped into that move. He didn't even touch him. He was like, falls <laughs> face down on the ground. I'm like, mm, hmm. rewind that. Gives Kim a call. Hey, Kim, what's going on? Just want to see what you're up to. And the, we flash to Kim's shop. The Korean mafia is in there smashing the place up because they're not. They were like, hey, we're going to run drugs through your store. And he's, and like, he's no. like, no. So uh, Jeff's like, what's going on? Smash, smash, smash. He's like, well, I better get down there after the buddy pulls the phone out. We get this, this long zoom in shot. Of him driving down the highway with, and I mentioned how was the soundtrack in this because we got I yeah. got the power and then everything else was just like a doom doom very yeah. dramatic like orchestral music. I was thinking it made me think of because Mariska Hargitay is in this every single time they played that music. I was thinking of the Law and Order. Doom doom yeah. So we get this long zooming shot to him in the car and then like a dream sequence dissolve to him as a kid. Him as a kid. So we get the whole story right off the bat. And I was thinking, well, it's only an hour and 25 minutes long. So they got to step on The pacing was good. Mm -hmm. I wasn't like, oh my God, I don't care. See, this was back in the day when movies were only an hour and a half tops. Yeah. Now they're like two and a half hours, two hours on average. I missed the days of 90 minute movies. I know. That was a 90 minute runtime because I think it was most because it was on VHS. Yes. Rare you had a two piece VHS movie. Titanic. Titanic. I remember having that. Yep. I got to change the tape. Ah, nobody rewound it. Come on. I know. You probably never had a, did you have a VHS or VCR? Yeah. I have have one in my room right now. Do you have a tape rewinder? Oh, yeah. I'm not a pilgrim. A separate tape rewinder? Yeah. You don't rewind it in the VHS. You put it in the separate single tape, and it's like, in like five seconds, and it's rewound. We never had the rewinder. We always used the VCR. Wow. I feel for you. Yeah, we were ghetto. Oh. We were were country. (laughs) So flashback. So his dad's giving the whole story like, he's, he's, he's a... He's a bad egg. He's lashing out because his mother died. Who wouldn't? Yeah. Like, you piece of shit. Well, and this, his dad's a cop. Yeah. His dad is a bit of a pussy. He's like, yeah. I don't know how to handle him. I'm like, you're like a 240-pound, six-foot-three yeah. man. Like, your Smack your entire job is, like, to maintain structure and order and peace. Can't even keep his own house in order. And, and yeah, and you're, like... You're just going to send your kid away because he's angry and lashing out because his mom died? Like, you psycho. I love this. So Kim's like, uh, because Kim is the family friend. Mm -hmm. He goes, why don't we put him in Kempo school? And his dad goes, that one of those new hippie schools? (laughs) Like, huh? No, he said, I'm going to send him to military school. One of those military schools that specialize in discipline. I'm like, well, wouldn't they all... Yeah, don't all military it's the military. Specialize in discipline. Just do as many push-ups as you feel like, guys. It's cool. It's you don't fun. feel like running. Just stay inside. Jumping jacks. Meh. Meh. Like, what the hell? So I thought that was a little strange. Yeah. Like, why? Well, yeah, it's, of course it's going to specialize in discipline. Stupid. It's military school. So we got a training flashback. So he joins Campo School, and they're, this is hilarious because like they're hitting each other. Bam, bam, bam. He gets knocked down by Jennifer. Yeah. Jennifer. Yeah. Say, like, Jennifer, pick him up. Pick him up. And they're like, ooh, kind of looks at her. I'm like, all right. He's going to give himself a girlfriend. Nope. So uh, they they show the training, blah, 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 goes on. And then we get a, I love the high school flashback. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's pole vaulting. They got to let us know that because it's going to come in handy yep. later. 
So he pole vaults, and then uh, his brother meets him on the field, and I guess he's not supposed to be there or something. Uh, yeah. So this douchebag football player is like, hey, beanpole, get <laughs> off the field. And uh, his little brother's like, fuck you, buddy. Yeah. He's basically just antagonizing him. Like, yeah, just like little, just chirping. Little mouthpiece. And I'm like, dude, just, just knock it off. And his even brother's like, fucking stop. Yeah. And then uh, eventually it comes to a head, and the, you know, the little brother's like, up yours, bro. And the football player backhands, backhands yeah, him hard. Yeah, so hard. The whole time this football player's lipping off these these two, saying like, oh, yeah, you're going to beat me up, blah, blah, blah. The other football players they're like, are not paying attention, I guess, or no. watching at all. Because uh, Jeff comes back. Sl- this is where I, like, oh, the slow motion here is so cheesy. Kicks this football player four times. In the head. Yeah, four times. Yeah. Knocks him out unconscious. Like, they call an ambulance, but pe- people start running over going, what happened? <laughs> I didn't see anything. What happened? I'm like, what? You didn't see this yelling altercation? Yeah, you were just standing there with your like, buddy while he was like, hey, man, get off here. I'm like, you would have definitely watched that. Yeah. But no, nobody was watching. So I'm like, okay, no. fine then. And then... Oh, yeah, then he gets arrested. Yeah, and then his dad is like, get out of my house. Yeah. Listen, Kicks no, him no. out. I'm like, he's like Because he's 16. a danger to his brother and like, what? Yeah, it just seemed like a really weird decision. And again, yeah. it goes back to this cop dad just not being. Just, just be being a, be, fucking be a weird. dad, man. Be a dad. Yeah. Tell him what to do. Teach him something. Oh, so then we go back to, he's back at Kempo School with Master Lowe. Mm-hmm. And Master Lowe is trying to explain to him, uh, you're a tiger. Not a dragon. Tigers don't think. Tigers just act. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. And then I'm like, so dragons think? And he's like, dragons are wise. Dragons know that they're dangerous, but they don't use it. I'm like, oh. Yeah. He's like, so when you, what does he say? He's like, when you find the dragon, he's like, then I'll find them. No. When you get older, then I'll find the dragon. He goes, no, then you'll be a man. I'm like, what? Yeah. So some of the dialogue in this was hard to listen to. It was hard to follow. I was like. So is his is this whole movie about him going on like a self spiritual journey to find the dragon? No, no, it's about him <laughs> kicking the shit out of mafia people. Yeah, out Pretty of awesome. everyone. Because he doesn't just. I, I just loved how as we get through the movie more and more, um, the idea of just murdering was just so cool with these people. There's like, yep. I'm gonna kill this guy. Hey man, kill him for me. Yeah, yeah. kill him for me too. I'm like, oh, guys. Relax, like I was trying to figure out where the fuck this was taking place because it didn't say what time period, it didn't say where, but I saw a brown and yellow license plate, so I Googled it, and the two things that came up were Wyoming and California. So I'm gonna guess California based on the weather. I think so. But that's it's just one of my pet peeves with movies. Like, there's a fine line between Telling us tastefully where it's taking place. Like, oh, I forgot to mention this last episode. A good example was in Pacific Rim when they said they were in some place in China that I hadn't heard of and then said China. Like it wasn't traditional Beijing, Shanghai, that type of thing. I don't like that when it's like takes place London, England. <laughs> I know. I know. Or just somewhere in the USA. Yeah. But, you know, like tell me where it is, but don't dumb it down and be like, California, comma, Los Angeles, like... Welcome to 90s movies. Yeah. It's all the information you get. Tell me where it's it is. somewhere where there's yellow and brown license plates. Yeah, fuck. That's all you're getting. So now we go back to Kim's shop. They're, they're in there busting it up again. 
And I love this. And so, then Rufio's there. That's who that is. Ah, I knew, he looked, I knew he looked familiar. Yeah. I, I had such a big crush on him when Rufio. I watched Tuck. Rufio! 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 Oh, when he died, my little heart broke. He died, like the Hook actor, the actor? stabbed him. Oh, I thought I meant like the actor's alive. Oh, no, he's alive. Oh, okay. I'm just saying when Rufio God, died in Hook, Hook, that broke a, my I heart. Seen Hook in a long time. We should That's... put that on our next list. Can we make fun of it? Is it that bad? Maybe. I don't know. That's Robin Williams. I think it was, really, it was pretty good. They had a really big fat kid rolling up in a ball and rolling down a pirate ship flank. Mm. We could make fun of it. Because that's we could. not. All right. We'll put it on the list. <laughs> All right. So they're smashing up Kim's shop. I loved this. The one guy swinging his bow staff and he swings it through that's the window. Smashes it through the window. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> Jeff just for some reason is just like, I'm just gonna grab this and pull it out the window. Yep. He yanks Buddy off his feet right through the window and just steps through the window like it's just an, another day and is like, yeah. hey, what's going on, guys? Hey, is there a problem here? Then he like kicks all their asses and they run away. And Rufio is like, That's the cream mafia, you're a dead man. Yeah, he's telling him he's like, you should just leave. And Kim's like, nah, nah, he's a friend, don't worry about it. And I gotta say, I I, we, I may have mentioned it earlier, but the the fight scenes in this, like it's no slow motion. Um, it looked like it looked pretty realistic. Yes, it did for '90s fight movies. Those, like, right in the beginning when he was fighting that football player, those kicks looked like they were connecting. Yeah, that well, the dude was wearing a helmet. He was. I think True. that's why they slowed it down because he wasn't kicking very hard. Yeah, but the scenes where he's fighting the full-grown man. Yeah, that looked legit. Yeah, that didn't look like all the faux. You know, oh, and that's why, like I said, like Jeff Speakman was a real deal. That guy was like, Damn. he was throwing and fast, he was mm-hmm. really fast, which was pretty impressive. Like, it's not like a, you watch a Van Damme movie and every kick he throws is in slow motion. You're like, yeah. come on, man. <laughs> see it, and there's maybe one or two regular speed kicks, but this was like, no, this guy's throwing Ep. like 18 punches in two seconds. Like, yeah, Jesus Christ, he's kicking ass. Mm-hmm. So, I um, did appreciate that, yeah. So Big Kahuna, what's his name? Uh, Tanaka. Tanaka. This guy, okay, he was—he's a professor, or yeah. was a professor. He died in two thousand. From he heart. was you know how old he was in this movie. Take a guess. Oh fuck! Uh, I looked. I looked it up. Is he thirty? No. He died when he was forty-seven. He I died think. when he was seventy. Oh. In oh, two thousand, so he was sixty-one years old. In this? Yeah. That was like that's Whoa. that's odd job from. From James Bond. That's what it was. I yeah. couldn't remember if he was the random one from James task. Bond or Random Task. Random Task, random task was, was a murderer. Actually? In real life. Oh, I think you've told me that before. Yeah. Because I, I saw him and I was like, is this a murderer or is this the nice WWE guy? No, this was, this guy this was. This was a nice WWE guy. Yeah. Professor Ten- Toru, Toru Tanaka. Toru Tanaka. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like the uh, the big, one big Asian, he was like the the Asian henchman yeah. in movies back in the 80s and 90s. Yeah. He was a badass motherfucker. And he was always known for being super strong, mm-hmm. super hard to fight. He was also in um, The Running Man with Schwarzenegger. He was, oh, he was Sub-Zero. Yes. Sub-Zero now. <laughs> Just playing Zero. <laughs> great line. Love that movie. Yeah, he was. Uh, he just killed that dude. What was up with the white flower? I tried looking up his signature. I, I guess. I, I think it was. Yeah, something. Yeah, just, I, as I looked up Korean mafia white flower, I couldn't find anything. No, and I couldn't find any like any trivia for this movie. No. So I I think it was just 
a killer signature. Yeah, you know, he, he seemed to like it. He was just like, ho, 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 ho. It's yeah. not a time. And then he headbutt that guy. Oh, and, and killed, killed him. him. See, this was a thing. When I was a kid, watching these movies, we had to worry about three things as, a, like, as we grew up. You could kill somebody with a headbutt. Mm-hmm. You could also kill someone with a palm strike, mm. driving the nose yeah, bone into, into your the brain. brain. <laughs> we actually believed that. I did. I believed that one. And quicksand. Yes. I thought quicksand was going to be a bigger I, problem. Right? Yeah. Watching Indiana Jones, I definitely thought I'd have issues with quicksand. But yeah. I, I've never even seen, never even seen quicksand. quicksand. No. Nope. Me either. So I have to make a note about. Um, uh, Unreal expectations as an adult. Well, that's one thing. Um, <laughs> the nineties fashion though in this movie. Ooh. So he he's at Kim's place and he's like, you know, Kim's like, oh, I'm gonna go to bed. And he's like, Jeff, you can always come back. And then he's like, oh, I'm gonna go for a walk. And as he's outside, it must must have been California and balmy because mm-hmm. he's wearing the tightest nineties jeans ever. Yep. Uh, he had a really nice ass. He was in shape. Oh. Dude was jacked. Thirty one years old in the forty five year old body. But he's got a jacket open with the sleeves rolled up on his yeah. coat. And he's walking around and he looks over, he sees Master Lowe's gym. And I got a kick out of this. How many times did we see Master Lowe and Mariska Mariska Hargate? Yeah, Mariska Hargate. Hargate. Mariska Hargate. Yeah. Um, just staring at just staring at him. I know. Three like, separate times. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't even know. I was watching it. Neither of them had any dialogue either. No, well, they were, Low, Low did. Low had, yeah. like, uh, after the start, he didn't really. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like, there's a shot. Well, I didn't even notice. I didn't rewind it, where she's standing in the window, and he sees her. And then he goes to walk away, and Master Low steps up next to her, and then they, they like, cut to a shot of the two of them just yeah, like staring. I'm like, what? The, what is going on? So I rewound it. I'm like, oh, I missed that. <laughs> just, it seemed really, really weird. Yeah, there was no explanation or point to it. Mm-hmm. So now uh, Tanaka comes back to Kim's shop and is like, ah, oh, crap. So he ends up killing him. We don't see that, but Jeff yeah. comes back, realizes he's dead, and then chases him down, but loses him. Yeah, and chases him on foot. Yeah, for a chases while. Chases a car actually. on foot. Yeah, like was that real too? Probably, if he was such a badass, like he was probably chasing a car. For some reason, I thought he was a cop in this movie. I, I got told you it was a, a movie about a cop. Mm. He was not a cop. His brother was a cop, and his dad was a cop. Yes, I thought for some reason that he was. His brother kind of looked like James Woods, like he had similar facial features to a young James Woods. Judge Reinhold. Yes, that's what I was thinking. Judge Reinhold from Beverly Hills Cop. Yes. Yeah, and I was like, he looks like Judge Reinhold, but not quite. So when I guessed Tanaka's age and I said like, oh, didn't he die at 47? Because Tanaka died of heart failure. This guy, his brother, Adam, died at 47 from heart failure. Oh. Yeah. Adam Tanaka? No, no, no. The guy who played Adam in this. Jeff Blur. Oh, Jeff's brother. Wait, Adam died at 47? Yeah. The actor who played Adam died at 47 from heart failure, just like Tanaka did when he was 70. Oh, shit. I know. It's just crazy that that Tanaka was 61 in this movie. I know. How badass. Like, Pretty cool. So Jeff's all pissed off. He's walking around. He gets mugged. Well, oh, yeah. Attempted mugged. Yeah. Kicks the shit out of four dudes. At all at once. In like three seconds. Yeah. He just like. Like all I wanted to do as a kid was be as badass as this guy. I could see that. And then my brother just beat me up all the time. So That's like, like when yeah. I saw Charlie's Angels for the first time as a kid. I wanted to fucking. Have you watched the new one? Beat the, no, I haven't. 
Me neither. I'm afraid. I started to, and I got five minutes into it and went, mm. You were like, this is podcast worthy. I thought it was. But then <laughs> I looked at the reviews, and no, the ratings are high. Hmm. Like, I think 80-some percent on Rotten Tomatoes and 90s from the viewers. Maybe this is another conspiracy a la Gaudi. I don't know. But all I know is that uh, What's-Her-Face from... Kristen Stewart. Oh, God. She looks so good in that movie. Really? She's got short hair. Yeah. Ugh. Smoke show Like like a smoke show I remember seeing the preview for it Just going like Oh god (laughs) Seriously So oh yeah Detective Wong So this is the guy That's investigating Kim's place Over 300 acting credits He has 303 Or 302 acting credits Yeah I recognized him He's been in so many things And then there's the other The other one I believe was uh, I just call him Shang Tsung Because he's Shang Tsung to me The guy that plays Shang Tsung And he's uh, Kai in this one but he's Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat. Oh, oh. And he's got like 439 credits to his name, which is insane. Jesus. Wow. What a career. Hardworking actor. Yeah. Jeff's at the police station, and he runs into his little brother, and he's like, oh, shit. What's up, little brother? Mm-hmm. And then he tells him, this is what's happening. He's like, Kim was my friend, too. I'm going to go find these guys. He's like, don't get involved. Yeah. He's going to get involved. Oh, duh. Come you on. know your brother. That's the reason he was kicked out was because he got involved with your bullshit. It's true. Yeah, it was his brother. <laughs> like his brother should be like, hey, man, I'm sorry for, yeah. for what I did. I'm sorry for then. chirping at those bigger football guys and having you defend me because I got bitch slapped. But I like this, though. It creates a little bit of conflict, a little bit of brother conflict. So now we've got we've got stakes for the movie. Yeah. You know, if the friend was murdered, wants to go find his, find the murderer. We got a little bit of conflict between the brothers. I'm like, all right, this is pretty good. So far, so good. And this is like 25 minutes into the movie. Yeah. And um, so now he's going to go try and track this guy down. And he goes to this gym. And man, <laughs> these Koreans hate white people. He walks in. He's like, excuse me, can uh, you help me with something? He's like, no. Yeah. Get out. I'm like, wow. Okay. And this is, it's funny. I was laughing at that because the guy's in a gym, like a, like a Kempo gym, where, I don't know if it was a Kempo gym or not. Martial arts gym. Yeah. Most people that do martial arts aren't dicks. They're 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 pretty good. Like you you learn a lot when you're doing martial arts and you become a more respectful person most of the time. Mm-hmm. So I found that to be kind of not the you sh- yeah. No, I was I'm like okay, but then the next you're guy like I really to where's all like, that discipline and respect you learned? Well, the next guy I talked to was like, hey, white boy. Yeah. You should leave before you get hurt. And he's like, <laughs> and I love this. Wouldn't it be a weird if we could negotiate like this in real life? Hey, listen, pal, I'm looking for somebody. No, I'm not going to tell you. How about this? I kick your ass, and yeah. then you tell me. <laughs> if I lose, you don't tell me. And he's like, but I'm not going to beat you up. I'm going to beat all three of you up. He's like, you're on, okay. Like, like, what a unique bartering system. It was. How about I kick your ass first, then get the information? I'm like, yeah. Hmm. You walk into the pub tomorrow, and you're like, hey. How about you give me a burger, but instead of paying for it, I kick your ass. But if you can kick my ass, then I'll pay for it. <laughs> like, yep. So your bill's uh, seventy two fifty. No roundhouse. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's fight. <laughs> he decides to fight three people at once. Yep, and succeeds. Well, and it seemed like he was playing possum at first. Yeah, this is the thing that got me with this like movie. Like they gave him false hope. Like, well, oh, we got him. Well. That, but he's so good. Like, he beats up four guys at once. Mm-hmm. No problem. Yeah. But here he's getting kicked in the face and kicked in the stomach and punched, not defending himself. His defense sucks. Yeah. That's what I realized for this movie. His defense is terrible. He's all about the offense. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't block anything, Mm-mm. takes everything, 
But yeah, he eventually fights back against this first guy, kicks the shit out of him. The other two kicks the shit out of them. And what well, takes an ass kicking though? Yeah. Like how many times can a person get kicked in the face? I know, and not have any damage done. Like I've been, I've been punched in the face. Like I used to train some MMA and boxing and stuff. I'm punched in the face. My brother punched me in the ribs once, and I thought Ooh. he broke my ribs. Uh, he also kicked me in the head. Ooh. I oh I I ducked the wrong way, and he mm. knew it, and he threw a head kick. So I leaned into his head kick, and his shin just clubbed me in the temple. Ooh. I hit the floor. It didn't pass out, but it hit the floor, and all I saw was stars. Oh, my <laughs> God. Like, I'm done. I'm good. And he's like, you, you shouldn't have leaned into it. I'm like, shut up, man. <laughs> I couldn't stand up for a couple of minutes. Holy One crap. kick to the head. And yeah. My adrenaline was going, too, but that one kick to the head was enough to be like, Just yeah, I'm, I'm good. Speakman guy got kicked like half Se- a dozen times. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I'm good. I'll take it. So then, yeah, we got a funeral, um, and then uh, he notices that kid, um, Rufio, Mm-hmm. He notices Rufio there, so he chases him. I love how he just gives up. I know. Rufio jumps the fence. He steps into a, a box, goes, ah! And Rufio looks at him through the... We're, just, we're, we're calling him Rufio now. I don't yeah. even know his name. Um, looks at him through the fence, is like, whoop, and then runs away, and Jeff's just like, ah. Just gives oh, up. Oh, whatever. Like, Why don't you just jump on the other box and keep chasing him? I know. And then his brother's like, oh, man, come on, bro. And he's like, he's not going to talk to cops. Just fuck off. Oh, this line. So he tells his brother, why don't you go play with your badge? <laughs> Okay, it's kind of funny. I fuck that part got me laughing so hard. Just like the sheer, like, why don't you go play with your badge, Adam? Like, fine, I will then. So uh, this uh, this is the second time. So he's walking around the corner after he makes a little scene, and there's Master Low and Marishka Hargitay mm-hmm. looking at him again, just like. They walk away. <laughs> I was like, why do you keep doing this? Why, are, why don't they have any dialogue? And, I, and then I start thinking, why hasn't he gone to and see, see them? Yeah. Maybe they're like, you haven't found the dragon. I guess. Maybe. Because that was my note when he's in the crock pit. I said, oh my God, Jeff, you didn't find the dragon at all. You found the crock. <laughs> like, he spent, like, he went into the crock and he was so aggressive. Oh, the music in there was awful. Yes, Ugh. as with all music in clubs in the 90s. Like in movies, not in real life. Uh, I don't know what clubs were like in real life in the 90s. Uh, this. Woo, y'all gonna make me lose, lose my, my mind. Up, up in here, up, up in here. here. All the time. Oh. Here's that, here's that banger. One I more love, time. love. You go into a bar in Brandon, Manitoba now, mm-hmm. you'll hear those same songs. <gasps> I'm not kidding. He just goes in there and he's like, who was he looking for? Young. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he's looking for Young. Because they got the name. Where did he get the name Young, though? The guy he kicked the shit out of at the karate place. That's right. Yeah. He tells him Young. So he goes yeah. there. He's like, where's Young? And he goes, you look familiar. And then he's like, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, just starts a fight in there. Yeah. Gets beat up. Gets thrown out. And then Tanaka's coming. And then Young is like, oh, well, we find out later that it's young, but a shadowed figure is like, stop. I love how easy it was to break necks in the 90s. Right? You just. Like, you could just break a neck. Just ah, just twisting of the neck. That's, that's all you got to do. That's one thing I was terrified of. That's one of the things that growing up I thought I was going to have to worry about more is <laughs> having my break, neck snap by accident. Neck, or just accidentally breaking someone's neck if you just grab them the wrong way. Yep. But it's, I don't think it's that easy. 
I don't think I don't so. Because we'll you have really. you have your like your C one to five here, and then you have like your vocal cords and all your all your stuff. There's a lot of stuff in there. If you can if you can headbang in a mosh pit without any injury except a strain, then uh, you know you know. I think that goes to show. Oh, it was hit. it was Young that had 439 acting credits. Yes, I recognized him. He's in everything. I loved him in Balls of Fury. Oh, I haven't seen that. In it's, oh, it's a great movie. I just so, remember Christopher Walken. I was that. just like, I was feeling like this was um, Team America, where he's like, "Step into my limo. We're talking there in private." <laughs> Good work, Gary. Now <laughs> suck my cock. America, fuck, fuck yeah! So no, yeah, so now no. he's cruising around with Young, and he's getting information, false information, because Young yep. is just trying to set him up to murder somebody that he doesn't like because it's an opposing mafia yep. family. So he sends him to Kai, Shang Tsung. And I love how he gets the, the name super easy from Shang Tsung. Yeah. From Kai. He just like chokes him out in his car. Oh, God. Did you notice the automatic seatbelt in the car? No. Those were a real thing. He gets in his car and you see the seatbelt go up the side of the door. What? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. That was a real thing in cars. What? Automatic seatbelts. And we you, don't have them anymore. No, because they're stupid. Because like it was, you'd have to get in, and the seatbelt would be like in the way, and then oh. when you close the door, it would go whoop over your shoulder. And you see it in old '90s movies where people actually get caught in it, and they can't like I can't remember what movie it's in, but <laughs> I've seen it in movies before where it's just nothing but a hassle. I don't think they, they were around for very long. No, because eventually someone said this is the stupidest. This is thing fucking dumb. Who did this? <laughs> but yeah, when he closed the door, you could see it go up. Which was hilarious. So he, <laughs> so he chokes him a bit, and he gets the name, ooh, Sam. Sam? Whoa, Sam. Yeah. Whoa, Sam. And he's like, who the heck is whoa, Sam? And then he goes to kill him, and then Rufio is like, what does he say? Like, that's his dad, or his friend, or his Kim's friend, or uh, his dad? It's his, yeah, it's, Rufio is the son of whoa, Sam, and whoa, Sam tells him, mm-hmm. okay, when he's breaking into whoa, Sam's place he's like there's a private elevator on the side of the building oh my god the private elevator seemed like such a dumb idea it's not enclosed in no. anything it's he gets on top of it <laughs> and he's just cool with potentially just dying Getting up there smushed. yeah he's like oh crap oh crap yeah the he's like uh, oh shit i didn't plan this out he makes no attempt to get off and just goes mm. and like okay Racing. and then it, it starts going down and he's like oh shit i should probably get off why wouldn't you be standing on the thing at the start and jumping on the pipe when it's going up the guy waiting at the top yeah. has his back to an open window reading a newspaper. Did right. you notice? Did you notice? Isn't it weird seeing newspapers in movies? Yes. Because like the, the mafia guy that got headbutt and killed, newspapers all over the table. Mm-hmm. This guy sitting at the top of the elevator reading a newspaper. newspaper. It's just, it's so weird. I know. Seeing people hug, handshake, and read newspapers. Three weird things in movies now. He, he gets up there, not chokes that guy out, and then <laughs> beats up the two guys that are coming out of the elevator. Mm-hmm. And is like, all right, let's do this. Goes in Why there. wouldn't you just get into the elevator with them at the last minute and beat them up and then ride the elevator up rather than like potentially get smushed? Yeah, I don't see. He wasn't planning ahead though. No, like, he almost died. He was being so. a tiger. He wasn't being a dragon. He wasn't being wise. No, be a dragon, bitch. So he beats the two guys up, come out of the elevator, and then. Uh, Two other guys come out of a out of so many Wolf guys. It's a lot, but the alarm system doesn't seem to be there because, like the two guys, like every single time a set of two guys came, it wasn't like intruder alert and they were coming. It was just like happenstance. They were just walking around. Mm-hmm. These two guys came out of the room. They were laughing. Yeah, but he took <laughs> oh, this. Is, so this wouldn't this wouldn't work. Takes a fire extinguisher. Oh, oh yeah. empties the whole thing out. 
you ever been near a fire extinguisher when it's gone off? No. I've never had to use one or be around one. The whole idea of a fire extinguisher is it's full of a... of a. a I'm foam. not sure what it's called. Well, there's the foam, there's the air ones. Oh, right, right, Foam right. ones are for chemical fires. Yeah. Because it actually has to cover the chemicals. Mm-hmm. But the ones that are just a vapor... Mm-hmm. Um, not a vapor, like a... Yeah, cl- like a, the mist. No, yeah, mist. Yeah. Um, they, they choke out the oxygen. Oh. So if you're standing in a room and you <gasps> empty the extinguisher, you can't breathe. Oh! At all. Like it just chokes you out. That's how it puts a fire out, is it cuts out the oxygen source and it did and not the, know that. Yeah, the more you know. Wow. Because <laughs> that happened once we were moving fire extinguishers and one of the pins fell out and uh, discharged and a cloud of it hit like the bottom of this the container it was in and came back up in our faces. And me and Buddy were just because <gasps> it just chokes you out immediately. Oh, that's scary. So he used it as like a cloud to hide himself. No, they would have <laughs> they would have found yeah. him on the ground. <laughs> He would have been passed out, and the other two guys would have done the same thing, like gone in there and went, <gasps> and started choking. Oh, my God. So you can't, that, that wouldn't you have worked at all. You can't do that, Jeff. It was, it was cool, though. Yeah. He goes into Woe Sam's place, and he's like, <laughs> holding his neck, and he's like, tell me who killed Kim, or I'm going to break <laughs> yeah, your neck. I'm like, like, he's like MacGruber ripping <gasps> throats. He is. I came here to find Kim's killer and break some necks. <laughs> and so I thought that, I'm like, man, again, with the necks. That was just his thing. Yeah. And then Rufio comes in and he's like, yeah, no, don't do it. And then, yeah, then that's when he's like, oh, okay. oh, I've been had. Young was giving you some false information. I didn't do shit. Yep. So I love it when the movies do this. Hmm. They drop the name of the movie. Oh, I know. It's like, ah, you've been trained. You're a perfect we- weapon. No, you're the perfect, perfect weapon. weapon. I'm like, oh, there it is. You did it. So then he gives him the, the real information. Rufio goes, I know where to find him. I'll come oh, yeah. with you. And his dad's like, all right, you go with him. Yeah. Take him with you. I'm like, you're sure. sending your kid on a mission that this guy's going to go kill a bunch of people. Kill a bunch of people in the Korean mafia. Yeah. And, and he's like, go on, son. And you're okay with that? I can't get a babysitter, so you might as well. It's almost like he was like, I don't really want this kid anymore. So yeah, you can go. It's fine. Yeah. Damn it. Your guardian Kim is gone? Fuck. Well, yeah, yeah, go, go, go. It's because he's like nothing but trouble, this kid, because he's just like Jeff was yeah. when he was growing up. Parallels. And I love how he's like, yeah, this Rufio's just, you know, trouble, just like you were. It's like, oh, you mean when his mom died and he was angry? Like. Yeah. It's just no compassion for these people that lose family members. No. It seems a little cold and callous. The kid wants to kill. He's like. Oh, Oh, yeah. I'm like, man, you're, uh, what is he, like 12? Uh, Probably. 13, 14. And he's like, yeah, I want to kill this guy. Like, kid, relax. It's, yeah. you know, you don't need to kill people. You're not the perfect weapon either. So they, yeah. So he's hanging out. Uh, so the brothers, the next scene is like the brothers are hanging out in the cop car. Mm-hmm. And I like, Adam says, hey, remember when you said you wanted to kill the guy that killed Kim? And he's, he's I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, didn't it just happen like a week ago? Or yeah. A couple, like, couple what, days ago? Yeah. What was the timeline the, for this? Because he didn't change his clothes. Nobody changed the clothes. So I'm here thinking... Is this all in one day or two days? I haven't seen the sunset really. Yeah. Like that's what I was thinking. I'm like, you're saying it like it was forever ago. And yeah. Like, hey. Well, you, know, you just say Remember I, ten minutes ago when I you kn- said this? <laughs> I know you want to kill that guy. So do I. He's telling him. They're both it's opening up to him. Meanwhile, the kid's laying in the back of the back of the car. Yeah. He sits up and he goes, Hey, dumb what dumb brains? Is that what he called? I think yeah. so. Wake up, dumb brains. There he is. Yeah. So neither of them are paying attention to what they're supposed to be doing. They're both looking at each other. He gets up and goes, at the perfect time, goes, there he is. Yeah. There's his limo. Yeah. Like, what the hell? 
So this is where they're trying to ID Tanaka. Yeah, what a shitty covert operation. And this was just a weird... So they're leaving this compound. There's two lanes. What are they putting their money into? I know. Like a toll? But for what? Well, you pay your toll, the parking toll, I guess, to get out of the wherever they are. It yeah. seemed like they were in a parkade or something. I don't know why you put a limo in a parkade. I know. But they're, so Tanaka's in the limo in the right lane. There's a woman in front of them on the left lane, and she's like, oh, fumbling with it, drops it. All Meanwhile, Tanaka's not dropping anything. Yeah. And he's like, Adam's like, come on, come on, come on, come on, lady. And then she drops it, like, flips them off. And then eventually she moves and they get up there and I'm like, why is Tanaka still there? Yeah. What has he been doing this like, whole time? He's been searching his change purse. And I he's guess. Like, Fuck. <laughs> and then Rufio, they're like, okay, go kid. And he pops up with a newspaper with eye holes in it. Another newspaper. And he's like, the window's down really loudly. He says, positive identification. <laughs> like, how, how did this... Mafia, this covert mafia sting got approved by Adam's boss. It's so bad. Like, what the hell? And then Tanaka turns around and, and, and notices the eyes. Cut uh, yeah, notices the eye holes. And is like, and just takes off. So they start Skirts a car chase. More cops join in. And I love like, out of nowhere. Yeah, and there's two cops that are driving next to Tanaka. Are just I guess they're just not ready to be run into at all because Tanaka just <laughs> yeah. goes, bah, hits them once and they're just boom off the road into the water. I'm like, yeah, oh, that was really easy. So this this chase keeps going. They eventually um, he hits the limo hits a cop car and mm-hmm. rolls. Cars flipped really easy back then. Really? Well, I guess because they're so big and the, long. Yeah, in the movies. You know, because if you hit if you hit the front of a car with another car, you won't just smash into it. You will roll. Yeah, yeah, like 100%. cops do pit maneuvers and stuff. Yeah. So he rolls the limo. This oh my god! No, he <laughs> doesn't roll the limo. Smashes the limo. Yeah. No, he does roll it. Yeah, he rolls, rolls the it limo and it runs. Does it land back on its wheels? Because it, it runs. Lands, it lands on oh, yeah. its side. <laughs> And then and runs into a trailer full of cars. And then the car lands on top of the limo. And then Tanaka. Well, the unsecured car yeah. falls the opposite way it should have. Yeah. Onto its side on top of the limo that's and, also on its side. And then Tanaka pushes up the car that's pouring gasoline out. And just throws it off of his limo and gets out unscathed. Shoulder presses the car. Yeah, probably he's weighs like, three thousand pounds. <laughs> this guy is just superhuman. And he's sixty-one. Oh, I have to say, um, during the car chase, there's a point where the limo goes up on the sidewalk, mm-hmm. and that I did just, not seem big enough. Well, I instantly thought that was my favorite thing to do in GTA Five was get into a bus, <laughs> go into first-person mode, and just cruise down the sidewalk because you could actually see people hit the windows. Oh my god, I'm a bit of a crazy person. Oh my god! Yeah, it was so much fun though. Just like I'm like, I don't want to do anything. I'm just gonna drive around, and yeah. kill people. It's a good time. It's great. So I, I loved how in the '90s, also, if you ever watch the movie Bloodsport, you'll know what I mean. They always had to announce that their tasers had fifty thousand volts. It's, it, was, it was a thing in the '90s. This has fifty thousand volts of electricity. Don't make me use it on you. So he tases them, and he just is like keeps R- walking through. And Adam's like, "Oh fuck!" Because he's badass. And then he tases him again, and then he goes down. And Adam's like, ha ha, Jeff, we did it. Ha ha, we got him. Good work, bro. And then Jeff's like, I have to tell you something. And he's like, no. Yeah, later. We we did it. And then it looks like he puts him 
Tanaka in like those plastic zip tie handcuffs because he's in the back of the squad car and this street five, cop is five like five month in rookie cop. Yeah, it's like, wow, you're my hero. Yeah. I heard you did a good job back there. Good work, cop. Yeah, good work, fellow officer. Um, and then Tanaka like wakes up and just Hulk smashes through the plastic chicken fence. Yeah. The and, supposed metal cage. And then that, like, cars rolled everywhere <laughs> in this movie. All they, The wheel just jerked a little bit to the right, and it was like, boom, And they were like, boom, Just gone. Barrel rolling. And I'm like, okay, so they're all dead. Well, oh, no. They're nope. all alive. Well, because, yeah, so his... He, Tanaka gets... Breaks the door open. Yeah. Goes to... So I, was, I had to watch this part three times. He goes to... Well, I, this I got real kick out of, because Adam wasn't asleep. Because Tanaka went to pull him out, and you see Adam do this. He helps him. He goes. <laughs> the actor was not asleep, and he was not knocked out. There you go. Oh my I'll help you. God. Pulls I him didn't out, notice that. Grabs his gun. Does he? Does he break the gun? I think so. Or like, I thought he shot him, but I'm like, wait a minute. There's no blood. Yeah. And then the next scene, he's in a hospital bed, and I'm going, what the? Wait. Fuck? So I watched it again, and, I'm, and you just see Tanaka going. Yeah, I think he just and you hear a gunshot go off. So he broke a gun in half. Yeah. Which at this point you have to be considering: Are you dealing with a superhuman? Basically, lifting mutant. cars, fucking breaking guns See, in half. That was this guy. That was this character. This guy yeah. was in every movie he was in. He was just the strongest dude ever. Yeah, that's true. He's alive, and he's like, "I'm really sorry, Adam. I lied." Uh, Rufio didn't see Tanaka kill Kim at all. And Adam's like, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's I'm fine. Alive. Like, wow, you let that go pretty easy. And then at this point, I looked at the time and I was like, how is there 20 minutes left of this movie? I feel like there hasn't really been... Eight minutes or credits. Yeah, and I was like, I, I feel like there hasn't really been a rising or fall of like action with regards to like dealing with Kim's death. Like, what the fuck? What's, what's going to happen in these next 20 minutes? Well, you wait and see. So yeah. there's a preparation montage. I love this. He's like, I'm like, just laying out all his weapons. Uh, knife, check. Second knife, check. check. Nunchucks, check. check. Fighting sticks, check. check. Dildos, check. Wait, hold on. Don't, <laughs> don't need those. Put those away. But uh, I like that's what I loved about these old movies. Is like whenever somebody was gonna go beat someone up, there was always the montage of like, yeah, putting whoop, their whoop, stuff whoop. together. He had to try the sticks out a little bit on the bag, make sure mm-hmm. they worked. I'm like, damn, throwing yeah. the knives around, get the sharp. The callback. He pole vaults <laughs> over this huge tall fence, and then lands, and then this cop is there, and he's like, oh, can't believe that worked, and then wow. decks the cop in the face. Well, was he a cop or no, was I th- he? No, I think he was a security guy, yeah, actually. A hench- like a henchman. Yeah. So He looked too old to be a henchman. He was like an old white guy. He looked like a limo driver. Maybe he was. Maybe. Maybe he's the replacement for Tanaka. Oh, maybe. Wait, Tanaka's not dead yet. No. No. So oh, yeah. leave Herbert alone. <laughs> he's, he's just like, patrolling he's the just fence. He's doing his job. Yeah. Well, that's an issue with this. Okay, so he, he gets on the roof. So he jumps the first two guys. No, they have no weapons. They're yep. just they're just moving some some stuff. Some covering s- some sandbags. What's that word? Um, burlap. They're moving yes. some burlap around. Gets down there, beats them up, and this is where I noticed the overacting of one of the, the extras. Yeah. Because he's like, bam, 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 hits this, hits the guy on his left on the back, and buddy just goes 
boom, and just like jumps onto his <laughs> stomach. I went, whoa, rewound it. And I'm like, nope, he completely just boom, jumped into this. legs, kick his out moment. behind him. I'm like, wow. So they've got to watch another, another guy coming up and Jeff's laying on his side and gives him like a sideways leg choke. Yeah. It just seems so impractical. He, he's like, he's like, come into my trap. And this is another issue I have with bad guys. The guy could have just come up behind him and jumped him. Oh. But instead he goes, hey, you. Yep. And hey, then you. starts fighting him. I'm here to kick your ass. <laughs> and then more guys come in. Um, and the one guy had a knife. So I don't understand why none of these. Henchmen had weapons? Yes. Yeah. They all like, like, you get a knife. It's all you get. Right? Where are the guns? I know. Like, this is the mafia after all. Like, this is the Korean mafia. I would think that one or two of these guys would not engage. You know what I mean? Like, if you're, mm-hmm. you got no gun, you're watching this guy kick the shit out of your henchman. I'd be partners. like, like I'm nope. out. I'm out. I don't. I, I just work here, man. I'm going to leave. I'm taking a personal day. <laughs> <laughs> like The next scene, he comes up. He's got his fighting sticks. Now, did he say this or did I, the other guy say it? I think the other guy said it. Hey, guys, it's break time. Yeah, <laughs> and then... St- <laughs> then went after him because yeah. it didn't sound like Jeff's voice. No, and it didn't I didn't see a mouth move. No, I think it was the guys working loading the sandbags. And then because when they said it, I was like, "Oh, they see this guy means business. They're just working in the factory. They want nothing to do with it." But then no, they started coming after him and I'm like, "What the hell?" So I made that note. I said, "Are these guys henchmen or are they just workers who just don't <laughs> don't turn down a fight?" Yeah, they're just like, "Hey, well, this guy wants to fight. <laughs> Fuck it, let's fight then." I don't work for these mafia guys. Like, so, oh, big tough guy, huh? Yeah, just picture me at the bar and like there's something happening and I have to like go tell people to calm the fuck down and I just look at a customer and I'm like, "Time to take my 15." It's break time. And then I hop over the bar. <laughs> yeah, like what? Yeah, they did, just didn't fit the bill. Of mafia henchmen. No, they were wearing like these dock workers, dock worker jumpsuits, loading sandbags onto pallets. Like, it seemed odd. So now, now we finally see a guy with a gun. So Jeff's walking in the open. Yep. Below the guy with a gun, guy's up on the top, and he just (laughs) shoots from the hip. The whole clip misses every shot, Mm -hmm. and then stands in the open up on the the causeway. He's like, ah, fuck! Damn it! Reloads again. (laughs) Wait till you see Jeff poke his head up. A whole clip again. Better empty it out. And then Jeff goes, lobs a knife over him. Guy goes, huh? And then throws the other one, hits him in the shoulder. And that just that just, just puts the guy's lights just, out. He's whoa. like, wham. Ah, and just freezes up, falls through the fucking floor. I'm like, Paralyzes what? him. What did it hits you in the shoulder. I know. You should be able He's to like, go like, like my oh, gun hand. Yeah. <laughs> 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 complete fucking freeze up. We're getting near the end here. Yeah, at this point, there's like 15 minutes left or 10 minutes left. Yeah, so now um, he gets up to where Kai and Young are. And uh, I've said this before and I'll say it again. Classic bad guy mistake. Kai sits there, has him at gunpoint and is like... Let me tell you my plan. Yeah, and then Young's like, I just wanted to have you here so I could say goodbye to you, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) Fights them both. So while he has Young, like, up against the wall, he's like, this is what it feels like before you die. He starts choking, and then he's like, I can't kill you. He... He's holding him with his arms crossed and is lifting him up against the thing. And he's like, 
this is how it feels before you die. Well, and his arms are crossed. Yeah, but don't you di- can't. Didn't point. you ever? Didn't you probably didn't do this? We were weird no. when we were kids. We used to get high and then pass each other out. No. I only ever let somebody do it to me once. <laughs> but like, I went to school with kids. Like on lunch break, we'd go to our friend's place and we'd smoke weed. And they would like, you bend at your waist and <laughs> fucking deep breaths, and then you stand up and you're all lightheaded. And then somebody takes their hands, crosses their arms, and squeezes against your jugular, and you, until you pass oh, out. Oh, I okay. At my was, school, they didn't do that, but like. Um, I remember after school I saw some kids and they were like <laughs> and crossed their arms like this and then w- like w- went face against a wall and then someone like pushed their back and then that made them pass out like that. Weird. I remember seeing that shit and I was like y'all are killing your very few brain cells. Yeah. Quit it. Yeah, I I did it once and I was like I'm never doing that again because I woke up and I was like twitching and everybody was laughing i'm like what the hell just happened oh my god was, but i watched other people do it countless times i'm like god you guys are so dumb holy these are my, these shit. Are my friends wow didn't have a lot to choose from that's yeah <laughs> maybe that's why i like didn't have friends like in my early years of school because you didn't want to get passed out like yeah that. but also because i had like this maybe because i had this cute anxiety thing where I, you know how people like lick their lips when they're anxious. Okay, mm-hmm. so I did that. Except it, it, it um, got so exacerbated that I started licking the outside of my mouth. Oh, you get the and I had lips. not just chapped lips. The entire around here was red and chapped. I've and seen swollen. kids like that. Yeah, I look like a clown. You're one of those kids. You used to be under a kid like I that. I was highly anxious. <laughs> so, you know, a kid like that on the school bus. Albert, he would always have a like a grape juice mustache, Aww. like ten years old. And I'm like, kid, use your lips, don't use your face. <laughs> kid was weird. Albert liked his grape juice. He did. So I loved the look on Tanaka's face. The the acting was amazing. So he's mm-hmm. coming in on that boat when he sees oh, us. Oh yeah, <laughs> he he's goes, like he goes. <laughs> it was hilarious. I had to rewind it again. I'm like, let me see that face one more time. <laughs> it's like what? Because he's so badass and like. And stoic, like and then yeah, he's coming then, up on the waves, and he's like, "Book, <laughs> shit." So, um, yeah, young, like he's like, "I'm not gonna kill you," and he lets him go, and bad, bad rookie, rookie move. Yep, because uh, young, young stabs him in the back, but he stabs him right smack in the middle of the fighting stick. Mm-hmm. It's like, ooh, bad news. Bro. Yep, bad news bears. Jeff's defense is shit. Oh yeah. Yes, I've mentioned this earlier because he, now he's fighting Tanaka. Yep. Tanaka's is hitting him. Tanaka is slow. Yeah, he's so big. And Jeff is very fast. So and he yet Tanaka's... He should be able to just deke everything. Yeah, but like, no. Just like, wah, wah, he's, wah. It's like he's taking all of the punches and stuff to throw, to like show like, yeah, I'm so tough. Well, see, this was this was just the, the, the story template of 90s movies. Hero gets beat up a little bit and then uh, makes and a comeback. And then resurges. But this comeback, oh my God. So Yeah, the knife belt... Well, okay, first he grabs a chain. So right. Tanaka's strategy is working very well. He's hitting with his hands, and he's doing a great job. Then he's like, I'm going to grab some chain. Swings the chain at him ten times, misses every time. Put the chain down. Yeah. Go back to your hands. But instead, he's like, nah, now I'm going to pull out a... No, he puts the flower in his shirt. Oh, yeah, because he's like, mm, you're going to die now. And then unhooks his belt, but it's a knife on a belt. Like yeah. a knife belt buckle. I put sword scarf. 
Yeah. Either or works. But I love this. So he's swinging it around. Jeff stands totally still. And Tanaka's like, like a slow motion. <laughs> yeah. Whips it past him. He doesn't move. Nope. So he completely misses him. Yeah. And he's like, hmm. So Jeff grabs it, swings it back, and throws it hard enough to cut into steel and yeah. hold the pressure of a propane tank. A giant propane tank. So that's how hard he threw it. Hard enough to puncture steel and plug that hole of high pressure yep. um, propane. And then he grabs the chain and he whips it at the tank and makes it explode. Yeah. Cause, well, because Tanaka pulls it out. So he pulls right, out right. the knife holding the pressure back. The propane is now going from liquid to gas, hitting him directly in the face. And it, I Googled it. It does the same thing that a fire extinguisher would do. It oh. completely removes the oxygen. So... He just stands there and takes it. He wouldn't be able to breathe. Yeah. He'd probably pass out because he's breathing in pure propane. But no, instead. And then he gets on fire. Because Jeff throws three three links of a chain at the propane tank, creates a spark big enough to to spark the propane, I guess, and lights him on fire. (laughs) And then he just explodes. Like, doesn't just burn. He explodes. It was awesome. Yeah. Like that, he just all of him is up in flame. And then to cap it all off, goes back to Master Lowe's to see Jennifer, Mariska Hargate. Yeah, yeah. And I've got the power comes back on. I got the power. Oh, film the dragon. And I love this. It's almost like like the Godfather. Like he's like she just comes like oh look they're looking at each yep. other. Now let's just close the door. Click credits. Yeah. The perfect weapon. It. It honestly... It wasn't that bad. Yeah. I was expecting it to be bad because it was something I thought was really good as a kid. Yeah. And I had not seen it, like I said, since like probably 92. So it was 10. Mm-hmm. So it's been 27 years since I saw this movie. And it held up. It yeah. wasn't. It wasn't terrible. Mm-mm. Yeah. It just... My big standout from this was what happened to Jeff Speedman. That's Speakman. What Speakman. 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 What, like, what happened to Jeff Speakman? Why didn't he blow up? And That's really surprising. Because, like, he... Well, may, maybe it was because, like, he was 30... Like I said, he was 31 when mm. he made this movie. 31, but he looked like he was in his mid-40s. So it might have been that, like... Yeah, he didn't have the look like Van Damme did. Yeah, I guess. That could be it. Like, he was... I don't know, he was in shape and good martial artist. Yeah! Maybe he's in a couple of the movies. I'm going to look it up. Maybe. But uh, what do you rate this movie? I am going to give this movie two I've Got the Powers out of ten high kicks. Wow. Because... Two out of ten? Yeah. Wow. Be- just because, like, I I liked most of the martial arts. It looked real. Uh, there wasn't any, like, super cringe or overacting. Um but other than like it was it was a f- good fun watch but nothing really like watching the movie i wasn't like overtaken with i need to know everything about this movie good or bad i need mm-hmm. to know the trivia because i always look up trivia i tried to and there was no trivia i even like read the wiki and the wiki like the plot was just very simply written and it didn't give me any more insight so yeah i think i gave it such a low rating because like, what the fuck happened to Jeff Speakman? Damn, you guys heard it here first. Katie's hard on the 90s movies. <laughs> Jeez. I'm giving it five and a half pairs of tight jeans mm. out of ten rolled up coat sleeves. Mm. 
because the fight scenes were awesome. Mm-hmm. They were way better than a lot of other movies that I've seen. Yes. The story was pretty basic, but it clipped along at a good speed, and all the information that you needed was there. True. Uh, it lacked in a decent soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um and cinematography. Yeah, cinematography was kind of it was just it was just plain. And I didn't know plain. where it was taking place. Yeah, that didn't. I didn't really care. Because I knew, like back in the '90s, they didn't really put a lot of stress on that. True. I just want to know where the Korean mafia is, like Koreatown somewhere. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> um, we got to give a shout out to yes, somebody. we do. Do it. We are giving a shout out to feller fellow content creator. One of my friends, Niptacular14, uh, he streams horror games on Twitch. He usually streams like Sundays, Mondays. Uh, he's a really big horror fan. He is a really big fan of our podcast. And we're uh, also like Jeff and I are big gamers. So yeah. gamers and Niptacular14. Yes. We'll throw the info up on the screen right now too. Yeah. We'll get all that stuff for you. Yeah, he makes like merch too. Got this dope notebook I'm using for the podcast now. He's got coffee mugs, water bottles, sweatshirts. Ooh. Yeah. Damn, we're going to figure out where he gets all his stuff made. Yeah, because then we need merch. Uh, Yeah. <gasps> oh, trust me. That's coming next month once merch, I can actually merch, spend merch. some money on it. Mm-hmm. So I have just pulled another movie out of the. My cup. Katie's Star of Katie's movies, and it is going to be. So the next movie for the podcast is <laughs> the what? first one Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The the 2014 one. Oh, the, the remake. Stu- the live action one. Oh shit. I wouldn't dare. I wouldn't good, dare. Good, good. Put that one on the on <laughs> the wanna, podcast. You want to make fun of the original? No. I'm making fun of the one where fucking Johnny Knoxville is Leonardo. With Megan Fox. Yeah. <laughs> April whatever. April O'Neil. Thank you. That was okay, remember when we first decided to make our little lists? That was the one that I put in and took one out. Oh. Because when we were first filming... We were talking about it on the podcast. Yes, and about, I was like... I'm fucking rough, bro. I'm fucking here. My <laughs> size. Wake up, motherfucker. <laughs> I set my alarm to that again the other day. And... I, cause I only ever chose Leonardo, and then after making fun of like what the Raph one would be, I was like, let's give it a try. It's Raph. Get out of bed. It's literally that. You wake up and it's like, what's up, bro? It's Raph from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Time to get out of bed. Let's go. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta play that for me at some point in time. We're gonna throw it on here sometime. I'll set my alarm for like a couple minutes after. And film it tonight and send it to you. Nice. It's so fucking funny. Do it. <laughs> Do it now. Find us on Facebook at Real Garbage Podcast, Instagram at Real Garbage Podcast. You can find Katie, Katie Ram on Instagram. You can find me, Jeff O'Larnick. It's O L Y A R N Y K. It's really easy to spell. Yes. Super, super easy, easy to spell. Um, find us on YouTube. You're watching this on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, hit the like button. Hit subscribe. Share it with your friends. Do us a favor. Go on Apple iTunes and uh, give us a five-star rating so we can get into the algorithm. We can start getting more people listening to this because yeah. we enjoy the hell out of doing this for you guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to keep on doing it every week because this is what we what yeah. we love doing. Love ripping it's one movies. of our hobbies. Yeah. Well, everybody, bye. Bye. This is Real Garbage. Real Garbage.